First of all, thank you to everyone who helps us in so many ways, both financially and just participating because it's so important. Sangha, our community, is very, very important. Please continue to help us if you can. Title of this evening's uh, Dharma talk is something uh, Chokadawa asked me about uh, a little while ago, who is also was a, a monastery resident and a longtime friend and student of mine. And that is uh, asking about uh, uh, Rangal. Rangal is Tibetan for self-existing, or rather, excuse me, I get them backwards, self-liberated, self-liberated, which is the title, self-liberated. So lots of ways of talking about that. It's, it's a statement about the nature of liberation. And since it is two very distinct concepts, self, and the other one is liberated, so to be able to, beyond that, uh, it's difficult to talk about it, though I will endeavor to do that. And the other one was, uh, one I mentioned first was uh, Rangjong, which is self-existing. Very similar, used in different ways depending on the context. <clears throat> but it has to do with, with the way consciousness works when one is no longer uh, supporting, um, fueling, uh, pushing on, pulling on, or the three poisons, passion, aggression, and ignorance, are no longer able to find a self on which to uh, feed or fuel. Self-liberated. First of all, there is no there is no solid self. So, and you can take it further. I can take it further. I'm about to take it further. There isn't even any liberation in the conventional sense of getting free of something but we need images, we need concepts, very much need these concepts. And those who are liberated and are using concepts are using concepts uh, in a way that reveals something or points to something rather than spells it out. Like this is this and this is this, like a philosophy here, or even a psychology. Self-liberated. Nothing happened. One who sees this has no has no uh, reference point in the conventional sense. Their reference point, that person's reference point, just just shows up spontaneously and leaves spontaneously, not impulsively, not based on hope for something better, fear of making a mistake, or on something worth worse, or how, how do I look to others? What do others think that I'm doing? Do others think I'm aware or enlightened or crazy? You won't be concerned too much with what whatever what others think, but you'll know pretty clearly what they think. Because people are hanging out all over. If you're not all closed into this, me and my stuff, my ideas, my concepts, my insight, my me, 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 then everything else is obvious to you. It's obvious what this is. All someone has to do is open their mouth to show you the nature of their mind. I think it was uh, Suzuki Roshi who once said something like, I have to paraphrase, that everybody looks like the Buddha to him until they open their mouth. Isn't that what he said? No, you weren't there, were you? No. Could have been. Could have been there. You were, you were out in that part of the country. Oh, well, you missed out. So a, a way of using words so that you can see with your own mind as you approach uh, 
liberation as you approach the liberation of your dynamic, this one we call me or I, or uh, seems so real. It seems like there's someone here who has those emotions, who has those opinions, who has those beliefs, has those thoughts. There's got to be a thinker. Nope, there isn't one, nor is there not not one. So that's why it's so difficult, because it will not function in the way that relative truth does. There's a Sambhri Satya is the fancy words for um, relative truth. Seems real. There's no sound. There's, it's, there's silence and there's a noise. So everything works that way all over the place. So it's very easy to believe in this and disbelieve in that. Most of the world is doing that. When you come into a, encounter a true spiritual path, not going to be easy because the self-centeredness, the ego is going to cling to safety, to what it knows, what it believes, its ideas, its judgments, its opinions. And because the opinions are based on fact or on this or on that, not that we need to ignore facts, I'm not saying that. Self-liberated, wrong draw, did I get it right? So again, two very strong self, there isn't one, and what there is that shows up as a self may still come and go, but it's unreal. So it's no, if it no longer gets fueled by you as an apparent consciousness who's somebody pushing on it, by you as an apparent uh, somebody who is functioning out of consciousness only, thinking you're separate from everything, you're over here with your good ideas, they're over there with their bad ideas, or you're over here with your, you can't do so well, you're not doing so well, you're just ashamed of yourself, you keep screwing everything up, you can't get anything right. Just a terrible person. I think I need a therapist. Maybe you do. I can recommend a few. So self-liberated means you're you're liberated from a self. You're liberated from no self. You're you're liberated, and yet nothing has happened because that is liberation. If something keeps occurring, then there's a space before it occurred, and the space after it occurs, and the space as it's occurring. Those are all illusions that we are deluded by and then we grasp at a self because it gets very very threatened when there's too much space vividly unreal and emptiness yet there's still form vividly vividly unreal a complete what do you want to call it technicolor cinemascope old-fashioned words for not a black and white movie This is why it's so powerful for us as meditators to just witness what happens in the mind stream as it goes this way, that way, shows up, turns over this way, turns over that way. Just watch the movement rather than commenting on it. The commentary on it tends to create a, you could say, a barrier. And anytime you have a barrier, you have two things, the one that's on this side and the one that's on that side. But if you don't do anything with it, you just receive it. You're not, you're not separate from that. You might not see it as a credential. You might say, oh, I seem to be receiving everything. I must be one with all things. That will not be a conclusion. If it's a conclusion, more what? Rhymes with it. Delusion. More delusion. But if you see it, <clears throat> if you see that it's unreal, you don't have to change anything. You don't have to do anything with it at all. You don't have to accept it. Don't accept anything. Don't accept anything. Don't ignore anything. 
Don't believe anything. Don't disbelieve anything. Don't look away. Just look at what it is, because whatever it, whatever it is is showing up in your mind stream. That's how it's done. You have to see it. Realize this yourself. Do what the Buddha did. Went within. I don't know if you'd call it a within exactly, but it's like that. So the liberation that is being pointed at and self-liberated is the, the, the self. That word is liberated from itself because it isn't anything. It's, it's liberate. The consciousness liberated from thinking there's somebody there, some self that can win or lose, get ahead or fall behind, attain enlightenment or continue to wander in samsara lifetime after lifetime. Liberated from that. Self-liberated. You could say the other one is uh, rangjong, self-existing. Did I get those right? I have some transcendental dyslexia going on here. And I don't mind. Because if I try to tighten that up, I get dizzy. I don't tighten anything up. Well, there's that one thing, but I won't go there right now. So actually nothing occurs. There is no, there is no liberation. There is no self. But if you realize as you're in this human form, which is temporary, all kinds of forms, consciousness always finds the form that it needs. If it's confused, it's going to find confusion, passion, aggression, ignorance, warfare. Hope and fear. It'll find hope, and then it starts to lose hope, then fear comes up. Those polarities. Those are not two different things, nor are they the same. But you have to see that. I believe a damn thing I say. You could consider what I'm saying, but you don't have to subscribe to anything. Is there a question somewhere on this? Chokadao, do you have anything? No. So did I answer your question? No, I did not. I haven't told you the difference between those two. What are the differences? What are the differences? What did I say? Come on. Check it out, boys. Look at him so he gets embarrassed. <laughs> I get the sense that self-liberated is already the case. We didn't say that directly, but that's what's Yeah, I miss saying that, but that is absolutely and relatively the truth. You're already self-liberated. Thank you for helping me with that, helping us. It's already the case. There's no past and future. You've always been liberated. You've always been uh, at the feet of the Buddha, which, you're not which you are not separate from. Thank you. So what's the other one? Yeah. What about that? What's the difference? <laughs> You're like a, a cow. I don't know the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. There's no difference. You just used differently. So basically, it's pointing at the same thing. It's already the case. Self-existing. Self-existing. Self-liberated. 
it's just it's just it's it's going to look like an occurrence until you until you see it and you see like nothing happened you feel a little bit um maybe a little embarrassed over it but not much there isn't anybody left and it's not something that can go away because it has never occurred it's just like you stop covering something up so it doesn't something isn't going to going to fall back in place on it if it, but it has to be thorough because because if it's not thorough if there's if there's just something shining through and you can still cover it up that's why it needs to be complete thorough it may take many years go ahead please you, you, i think you just answered it i was going to ask if you said it doesn't arise therefore it can't go away my question was if you uncover it can you cover it back up if it's completely uncovered, no, because there's anyone left. There's no one with an agenda other than the only thing that is left is the vow. If in fact you received a vow or observe a vow to save all beings, put others before yourself. You're, you're totally at, as others are at the feet of the Buddha. You're at, you're totally at the feet of all beings as the Buddha was 2,500 years ago. They were falling at his feet, touching their heads to his feet. And he was at their feet from the beginning. More. So what does it mean to be at the feet of all beings? Everyone comes before you. That doesn't mean you go without eating. You aren't ridiculous about it. You take care of yourself so that you can help others, but you don't interfere with their neurosis. By scolding them or pointing out their Difficulties. Don't do that. Or bowing. What does um, or how does being at the service of others show us that there are no others? They never say thank you. They don't, they, they might not even know you're helping them because the way in which you're helping them is to be with them, not to solve their problems. That doesn't mean you might not say, they say, you think I should move, do, do this or quit this job or stuff. That doesn't mean that you wouldn't just like anybody would look at it and say, look, you know, if they're asking you, you might respond to it. You wouldn't act like you don't know. You would relate with that person in a relative way. And that's why it's called Kalyanamitra, spiritual friend. You, you work with them, you're their friend. So whatever level they come to you on, if, if they're a Dharma brother or sister, you just meet them where they're at. Don't fix anybody. Don't let anybody know how crazy they are. They already know how crazy they are. More? Uh, is there a time when uh, self becomes other? Um, yeah. Well, it looks like you're you're looking at yourself. And it's not going to show up like stark, like you look across the room and you know some kind of shocking mirror-like quality of everything. It's not. It's ordinary. Excuse me. It's it's just it's just ordinary. You just see that what other people are who they are that you're you're just uh 
not separate from them. So therefore it's very mirror-like, except they don't know who they are. And they keep fighting to defend who they think they are or their preconceptions or ideas or judgments or evaluations. They fight to defend those. And you don't. That doesn't mean you don't present yourself in a certain way. You would, but you wouldn't defend it. Or get closer if you have another question. The unbowing. Well, and if I ask that it the other way around, when does other become self? Is there anything that stands out between those two ways of asking? Well, I hear the question, but what do you want to know? What, what is it you're looking for that would bring about that question? The unbowing, it's like when, when you can't tell what is, what belongs to whom. You can't? So, sometimes. Does, does anything belong to anybody? No, everything's on loan. If even that. Temporary. Are you thinking about the aviary that's full of junk over there? <laughs> Who's that belong to? Well, they ought to come and get it. Whatever it belongs to. We can just give it to somebody, I guess. More? Seriously? More? Ian Belling, when you say everything's on loan. It's temporary. It's just a way of talking about impermanence. We're here, we have a body, we have a mom and a dad supposedly, and then all of that just comes apart. It takes a while. So everything comes apart. Everything that is compounded, collapses, comes apart. Even your the difficult emotions that were triggered by this or that or something, it, it only lasts a little while. It doesn't last very long. But if you fight with it, it tends to persist, maybe even get worse or multiply. If you don't do anything with it but receive it, it has its own time span and it just runs out of steam. The more you practice, the more you'll probably, that's a path quality of noticing that no matter how mad you are, it just, you just can't hold, as much as you'd like to stay mad at somebody, that, that supports the, and fuels the ego, the self-centeredness. You notice it just starts coming apart, especially a lot of sitting meditation, very hard to hold a grudge against anyone. You and Bowing, I guess I want to ask, you say everything's on loan. Is everything everywhere on loan to me? Can it, can it be said like that? No, everything, everything belongs to you, but it's in the place that it's in, so we don't meddle with it. We don't go into the neighbor's house and, and take their possessions because it belongs to us. It's, it's in the place, like it says in our vow, everything is in the place it needs to be right now. I think that's the one on stealing, isn't it? Something like that. Don't steal. Don't take anything, even though it's just as much yours as it is anyone else's. But we respect the, the, the whatever thing, where anything is at, we respect that situation. Just like we respect someone's confusion. Don't try to correct people or change them or point out their neurosis just because you can. More. 
Any question on uh, Zoom? What's the difference between relative conceptual cons, relative conceptual sense and the patience on this path? Bowing. Relative conceptual sense. Mm-hmm. Like like normally we say the patience during our daily life, not on the cushion, and the patience on this during our practice. The word patience is what you're using? Patience? Mm -hmm. Yes. What's the difference between patience on the path and patience in our everyday life? Yes. Uh, Patience uh, on the path is something you observe, not something you try to perform or or obey. And a lot of it can be just noticing how impatient you are with everything. There's just being aware of the impatience. If you're aware of the impatience, and you don't leave the impatience for why you're impatient. You don't leave the impatience for how terribly impatient you are. Take no position on anything. Just notice that that you're impatient. That's the path. And every day, relative impatience is just getting upset at the, at the doctor's office because you've been sitting in the chair outside the doctor's office in the waiting room for an hour and 15 minutes. At least that's my experience of impatience. I feel there's quite a bit more to what you want to, what you would like me to respond to, but I'd like you to spell it out. I feel like personally patience, uh, for example, in my daily life can be cultivated, can be developed. However, the patience you said observe on this path, that patience is somehow more and less so I got a little confused. The patience, how to seeing no separation, same time is quite different. Bowie. Well, uh, fundamentally, they're probably not not that much difference. But the pra- the practicing part of it is to observe. You know, it's about awareness, awareness, awareness. It's not about being successful at anything, including being patient. Even though it's talked about somewhat in the in the six paramitas, or talk talk about patience, those those uh, uh, virtues. So, but it's not something you accomplish. You actually have to to do that in such a way that it happens in the consciousness, rather than in some kind of balled up self that gets better or improves. So, just a matter of returning to it, and and you see the whole thing. You see the the way in which you could be. Patient and the way in which you're very impatient. You see those at the same time. Don't fix anything or correct anything. Be respectful, not only of your own confusion, but everybody's confusion. It's not easy to do that. Actually respect someone's confusion when it's so obvious how they're wrong or so obvious how how you are wrong or incorrect or agitated or shouldn't be acting this way, feeling this way. All the mini lectures we give to ourselves. As much as you can, just be aware. This is what the sitting practice of meditation, Shikantaza, is teaching you how to do. It's kind of obvious if you think about it or reflect on it. Sit down, hold still, and just just observe. And if you sit there for an hour, two hours, or three hours, four hours, or whatever, it's, it's quite a project of just watching what the mind continually upchucks. More and more and more and more. 
And then the idea there is don't grasp it, don't reject it, don't shut down on it, just receive it. Thank you. Bye. <coughs> Thank you. Better question? Navid Bowie. Navid. Um, when you say when you say self-existing, does that mean that there is kind of a self in being consciousness only? Does that mean there is still a kind of a self in being consciousness only? I wouldn't use that as a teaching, but you're saying there's still kind of a self. That'd make a good cocktail, kind of a self. Nope, there isn't, there isn't one. But there's an illusion of one. So I wouldn't go so far as to say there's kind of a self. There, there's consciousness, but consciousness doesn't belong to anyone. And that's why it's so astonishing to see that it's just ordinary. It's just kitchen sink level, which uh, is a phrase that Trungpa Rinpoche used quite a bit when he was alive, kind of a kitchen sink level at which wisdom begins to show up. But you don't need to rotate into a kind of a self. Uh, the ego can't wait to hear those words because it's happy to say, I can be kind of a self. I promise not to interfere with your wisdom. I just want to kind of hang out and see what it's like to be wise. Uh, after all, I've been practicing it for a long time and I'm pretty nice. But I'm, I realize I'm very self-centered, but I rarely hurt anybody. Well, it's that one time, but I, I apologize for that. No, there's no self. Yes. Why say self-liberated as opposed to just liberated if there's no self? Look at how. Why is that? Because it's already the case. Yeah, when you see that, it just rolled off his tongue. You'd almost think he was liberated. Are you liberated? You working on it? No? Oh, that's kind of scary. Someone who is living in a monastery is wearing a rock suit is not working on being liberated. You think there's some special meaning in that? Am I teasing Chokodawa? Would you like me to tease you? You don't that, care? Is that a trick question? <laughs> Every question is a trick question. <laughs> More. I apologize for being silly. Not right. Okay. Yes, sir. With those terms, um, is it saying something like um, liberated from a self? You could do that with it, but I think it's better to just stick with what it, what's being said rather than go into what it means. I mean, I've already done probably done terrible damage to the teaching, <laughs> according to um, who? Uh, um, Mikio Dorje. He, wasn't it Mikio Dorje that wasn't he the one that what, the one that did what? No. Was it, which Karmapo is either the eighth or the sixth? Eight, who was the sixth? I remember. Yes, you know who the six is? Go ahead. Um, when you say nothing happens, yes. 
Is that saying there's no action, no karma? No action, no karma. Very good. No action. Nothing occurs. This is an illusion. It looks like things are happening. This is not, this is unreal. And it's vividly unreal in emptiness. Yet there's still forms. And the consciousness wants this. It's very hungry for this because it needs to fuel this self-centeredness called me, 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 and my stuff, my ideas. And there's a willingness in some beings to go to war and hurt other people in order to reify, protect that self-centeredness that is so intensely narcissistic, self-centered, and will and, and justify with all kinds of paraphernalia, propaganda about the ego. But this is unreal. Start right here. Start with this. This is unreal. You don't have to go in and say, well, it's kind of an illusion, but don't mumble to yourself, especially using existential uh, nomenclature. Don't do it. Just look at it. Look, you, you see it directly. I couldn't sit up here and do this if I weren't looking at what I'm talking about all the time. But it's, it's not a credential. If, if you make it into credential, then the ego sneaks uh, out of the rafters, drops down like a, uh, you know what an orangutan is? What is an orangutan? Why are you asking me questions about it? I ask you. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not either. That's why I ask you. <laughs> That's funny. You can laugh. Isn't it funny? <laughs> She's not going to join my troop yet. We're not going down the road in entertainment. I won't do that. Further? Questions? I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is this, this is the, this is it. It's this, the back of your hand, the the smell of garlic, uh, the mist coming through the trees at four in the morning. Unreal. It's unreal. It just looks intensely real because it is an illusion that we are deluded by. This body that you put your socks on and you comb your hair if you have any. And you have feelings come, coming and going in the body and in the, in the mind stream, emotions and so on coming and going. Those are unreal. But it, you, you can't push them away because if you try to push them away, they take on a relative, a stronger relative reality and they push back. So just see it. Just see it. Do it with awareness. Don't do it with your, with your fisticuffs. Don't do it with your, your uh, typing long uh, dithyrambic whatever it is, just state how you are, how this is. Don't write, don't write letters to the movie. Just watch the movie, watch the movie. It's unreal, yes. You saying the term self-liberated is referring to the unreality of things? Yes. Because the, the self, uh, if, you, if you want to go in that direction, I can go that. I can go either direction. No self, self. Let's go to self. The self has no. It's still there. There's still a feeling of being someone somewhere, but you're, there is no somewhere, and there is no someone. That's the incredible magic of the whole thing. It's completely magical. It's ordinary magic because there's still the kitchen sink. There's still the back of your hand. They're still leaning back in a chair. They're still listening to uh, music, talking to your friends, talking to Eric. Just, just the magic of this incredible situation 
that we have of being uh, existing in, a, in, a, in an illusion that we are deluded by, but we are, it is being pointed out to us that this is an illusion. And you can actually enjoy yourself here. You can actually, I'm not talking about pleasure, pleasure and pain. Those are going to come and go as per usual, but you can fundamentally understand this and you can be at the feet of the Buddha. Not that some guy lived 2,500 years ago, but what he was pointed at, what he was pointing at, serve others. This doesn't mean, doesn't mean ignoring your own needs at all. Far, far, far and away beyond any kind of ignoring, ignoring going on. Actually, are with all beings. You don't see anybody else. I sometimes say the elseness is gone. It's just, it's empty of something else. It's a traditional teaching is empty of other, empty of self. Ni svabhava, ni svabhava. And what's the other svabhava? Shisho, where are you? You don't know? Uh-oh. <laughs> Can't you say empty of other in Sanskrit? Put him on the spot. He can't. Anybody in here want to try? Are there any Sanskrit scholars in the house? <laughs> okay, Bob Holman, say, say, say that poetically. No self, no other. Can you say that? He'll take a stab at it. I, I, uh, um, I cannot say it in Sanskrit, uh, Sokazan, and I think that's the only way to translate those words into uh, poetically. Thank okay. you. Sorry. No, no, don't, don't apologize. I, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to not apologize, but I would like to apologize for 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 uh, forgetting to not okay. yeah, I'm glad you apologized for that. I was about to hold you hold your feet to the fire there for that non-apology. Go ahead, Chisho. So the way Vasubandhu says it in uh, verse uh, 23, I think, is apara nisvabhavata. Apara nisvabhava. Yeah. So he says uh, Pratamo lakshane naiva nisvabhavo paraha punaha na swayam bhava etas eti apara nisvabhavata. Apara means what? Not other. Not other. Yeah. Empty of other or I, not I other. I think that would be the closest to empty okay. of other. Thank you. Okay, got that? <laughs> I can't remember that. Yes, sir. So, can, can that feeling of being someone or somewhere yes. show up without it being a reference point? Yes, it can, because you see that it's empty. The feeling of anything, the feeling of anger, the feeling of joy, the feeling of misery, the feeling of being depressed, the feeling, the feeling, the feeling, the feeling. Don't get rid of that. Just look at it. Make friends with everything. There, there, there's nothing is threatened. Who you are is not threatened. Who you think you are is going to, going, probably going to operate out of some kind of hope and fear or right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, and all the, all the, uh, um, all the relative ideas. But who you actually are can't be, can't be threatened. It can't get ahead. It can't fall behind. It, it, it is consciousness only. 
Yes. Jim Shadowing, how can we just look at the feeling when we're already clouded by the story around why we're feeling that way? That's how you do it. Just like the very thing that you said, you can't really make a statement like that unless you've meditated a lot. People don't just come up with that kind of a, of a question out of nowhere. That comes out of long, many years of meditating, out of looking at the nature of consciousness, of, of looking with your own negativity and working with other people's negativity. That's the awareness. All you have to do is keep, what you're doing is you're telling me you're on the side. Here's the mountain. Here's the beginning of the path. And here's the fruition. And you're here somewhere on the path. And I, there isn't any place on the path I am not. It's not a bragging point. It's not, it doesn't give me the, the right to wear horns because I'm a goat. But anywhere, if you're there, if you're a student of mine and you ask a question, I'm there. And what I can say to you is keep going. This is correct. You're doing it correctly. You're receiving it correctly. You, you probably will not get the kind of result. Not only probably, you won't get the kind of result you expect. The suffering may not go away may intensify but the truth around that around the four noble truths will become apparent to you i can't guarantee it but you're on the path when i hear a question like that all i can really say to you uh, very directly is just keep going keep sitting sit as much as you can sit if you can block sit once or twice a week do that return don't look for results results is relative truth you might get a degree in buddhism but you will not attain enlightenment. You can have five degrees in anything. An enlightenment awakening does not, will not confer any kind of degree or credential. You will not know if you're awake. Why? There isn't anyone left to know that. The consciousness is liberated. That, that is self-liberated. And as it is, it is self-existing, as it is. It's just there. And it has no past, no future, and it's, it can't die. But there's still a human form here. This human form is going, especially this one. This one's old, coming apart, uh, all kinds of sparks coming out from the mud flaps. Coming apart, it's coming apart. I'm watching it. Am I delighted? Not particularly. Am I frightened? Not particularly. This, this is unreal. But what is real is... Uh, Well, the technical is Paramartha Satya, ultimate truth. That's real. And even though we use relative terms, we're pointing to something you can't find, you can't see it, you can't witness it, you can't get rid of it because it has not arisen. It doesn't arise like relative truth does. Therefore, it cannot go away. No? If we're sitting on the cushion uh, with the intention to feel better, Mm -hmm. something different happening than if we're nope, intending nope. to help others? Everybody wants to feel better. You know, and some people uh, have people, not you in particular, but some people say, I'm not interested in helping other people. What am I doing here? I said, well, you're training your mind to do that. You're going to have to do that. And I, Or I, I've even said that you've probably heard me say, or do something else. Don't waste your time. You don't want to do this. Don't waste my time. Go, go do something else. You know, join the, the uh, I don't want to make up some silly thing. I don't want to, I don't want to make it, uh, minimize it, but you're doing it. Just all I say, say to you, all you need to do, you receive the vow, the Bodhisattva vow, the 16 precepts, 
Read those precepts. Look at those and see the way in which you can't quite understand what they even mean. Be with all things. The three pure precepts. Do good. Don't do harm. Be with all things. Save all beings. You, you can't accomplish it. But the, the practice of looking at that and seeing how it's just one failure after another. Have you noticed? Or wouldn't you necessarily agree with that? Yeah, that's true here too. True here. And then now it doesn't matter. If that, that rises up, I just look at it. Not a success story. It's a spiritual path, not the mundane path of cause and effect. But it's a spiritual path of intention. The intention to see the truth no matter what. Do it. That's why I'm here. To encourage you to do that. Do it yourself on your cushion with facing your wall at Hidden Mountain or here, anywhere, anywhere you are, practice, practice, practice. You know, if I leave the, 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 this uh, realm next week, keep going anyway. Am I failing on the path if it looks like I'm getting more secluded, isolated? No. How long have you been a student of mine? Seven or eight years. Seven or eight years. How many times have I corrected you? Three? <laughs> I corrected you three times. Then what were the three mistakes you made? <laughs> I'm not saying you couldn't say to somebody, stop doing that. But no, it would have to be a very, very strong situation for me to, even though I can see somebody's spinning, the, the proximity to the, the three jewels is more important than anybody correcting anything. It's not, it's not that kind of... I'm not saying in, in ancient times or even in rel uh, relatively recent times, there aren't strong macho kind of correcting people going on. I think probably we would, we would not even have, a, have Buddhism if there hadn't been a lot of that macho stuff going on in ancient times. But it's not necessary now. Uh, it's a different kind of world. And ever, uh, communication is much different now. You know, we're, uh, I'm responding to Naveed's questions. He's in Iran. He's closer to, to this situation than the, the next door neighbors right over here. What's that guy's name over there? Brad? Um, he might be free, but he's not well favored. And why do I say that? I don't condemn him to that. I'm just saying, so far, not well favored. <laughs> because he won't sell us that house. <laughs> but he will eventually, because we don't give up. And neither does our realtor. So... No, there's nothing to correct, nothing to fix. There's, but there's a lot to see. It's a, it's an awareness. It's an awareness, not a getting better. But the feeling the ego will keep having is, I'm not getting this. I can't. I can't get this. I'm failing. I'm, I'm. I feel more angry to people than I've ever uh, around people than I ever feel. You that if that is showing up in your mind stream as a medit. If you stop meditating, then I might, I might be different. But if that anger is showing up, just receive it. You're actually going to meet your life where it's at. You're not going to miss your life. You're not going to go back into the, your body won't go back into the elements again. And this consciousness will show up in another lifetime, very similar to this one, looking for the same uh, lessons, the same, you know, sophomore year, that kind of thing. Same lesson, 
No, you're here now. Do it. Do it. You're doing it. Am I your teacher? You're doing it. Welcome. I have a watch. Yes. When you're bowing, you say you want uh, us to see the truth for ourselves. Mm-hmm. What truth are you wanting us to see, bowing? You say it in different ways. Uh, the truth I want you to see is a uh, wrong goal. Self-liberated. Is that right? R-A-N. D-R-O-L and R-A-N-G is wrong. Self and goal is liberated. Wrong goal. Wrong Jung is self-existing. <laughs> yes. When you're bowing. Does relative truth arise out of the ultimate knowing? Yes. There's just ultimate truth, and relative truth is just relative truth, uh, just playing around, making up stuff. So when we see relative truth, are we seeing ultimate truth? Yes. If you don't pick and choose, you don't push on it, pull on it, evaluate it, don't, don't do anything with it other than receive it. And eventually you can't even receive it because you're not separate from it. There isn't anything else but this. Not even even sounds and colors, messages, feelings, thoughts. But as I've said before, don't, don't believe anything I'm saying. You don't disbelieve it. You can consider it. In other words, when I say you can consider it, saying don't ignore it but don't don't bite down on it as if it's some kind of a please don't quote me anywhere any person that can quote me is paushan you can quote me yes was it good earlier you used the phrase ordinary magic yes is that and i've also heard you say everything is sacred yes i was pointing at the same thing Different way of saying that. Everything is sacred, completely holy. Yes, everyone, everything. You can't leave anything out. If you do, we're right back to relative truth, sacred and profane. There's only sacred. And you might have to come up with a different word for that. You could call it Buddha nature. You could call it Paramartha Satya, if you wanted to speak Sanskrit. Was it Is that something we can see or perceive in some way? Yes. It is. But it won't be like a conclusion, like it won't be, it won't necessarily show up as thoughts. Thoughts can be around or be an aside. It's not something you can figure out or think about. It's something you've been covering up. I certainly was covering up for a long time. Yes. Was it dying with that? So does that contradict emptiness if everything is sacred? No, it is emptiness. It is. It is that. We have to have a way of talking about it. So it appears like there's nothing. So as we go along the path, we see everything is empty of 
what we think it is. So we realize that our projections, our ideas were not exactly true or empty. So that's the path quality of it. <clears throat> but it's empty of a self, a solid being, and empty of, of an other, a solid otherness or other being or other thing. Everywhere you look, it's just through your eyes, ears, no tongue, body, mind. It's just, you're just seeing yourself. If there is any kind of identity at all, you're not separate from anything. Difficult to say too much about because it, then it starts to look like, well, what is it then? Let's, then let's get down to brass tacks or something. And there's no brass, there's no tacks. Empty and completely full of what it is. And that's been described as uh, uh, Buddha nature. It's full, it's empty of all the relative stuff, all the warfare, all the passion, aggression, ignorance, but it's full of what it is. And, and there isn't anything else but uh, Buddha nature. Or awake. Everything is awake. You know, if you realize, if you realize, if and when, I should say when you realize, you might say it a different way because it's coming through your karma. This is coming through the karma of this old man. Some pretty difficult karma. I'm not saying yours is, wasn't or isn't difficult also, but it doesn't doesn't mean you suddenly become some some kind of a saint or an angel. You are you are not separate from the very karma that is showing up in your mind stream, your dreams, your memories, your conclusions, your confusion, all of that doesn't, nothing has to change. Nothing will change. Milka Bowing, some questions from YouTube. Dane Zaddy's Garden says, hello, been watching you around two months or so. My question for you is this. How can meditation help me to grieve? <clears throat> well, I don't know that it can. But, uh, what was the name again? Uh, it's kind of a handle. Dane Zaddy's Garden. Hmm. Well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> I would say just uh, not really knowing what you're referring to, or, but I would say yes. Say it would. You sit down, hold still, it's, uh, and just receive what's there. Uh, eventually, the, that grieving is going to show up. You won't be able to cover it up anymore. So I, I would say, as far as I can tell from the way you're asking the question, why don't you, why don't you meditate for uh, three or four months? Maybe you have been and meditate in the way that I recommend, which is shikantaza, sit down, hold still, all the senses are open and just receive whatever continues to move in the mind stream or in the, down the hallway, just receive that. And then let me know how that goes, if you wish. Any further? Yoko Bowing, uh, Spool String says, so after seeing what things really are, what if anything can be done after? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah, pretty much screwed. Nobody gets to do anything anymore. That doesn't mean that things don't happen, but there's no, there's no one there that gets credit. There's no one there that gets to blame. No one, no one, no one. There never was anyone. Now things are just spontaneously arising. It's just a way of talking about it. 
take one final question if there is one. Otherwise, we can. Is it bowing? Yes, go ahead. Um, how is an experiential quality different from an experience bowing? Experiential quality? Yes. Well, the, the experience, if it's just the raw situation, and that's, it's just that, it's just whatever you receive through any of the sense fields, including the mind. But the quality kind of thing is something that is uh, imputed or added on that you've interpreted about that situation. So, so you put some spaces between yourself and the experience by giving it a kind of quality or some attribution. Tom McCauley, you have a question? Tom Bowing. Uh, what did you mean by don't write letters to the movie? Yeah, that was a kind of coming from a talk I gave. Wasn't it like something like that? Or don't talk to the movie? It's like whatever's showing up in your mind stream, make no comment. Don't interpret. No guesswork. No speculation. And that takes a while to kind of back away from doing that. So you might have to watch yourself spontaneously or impulsively keep commenting on everything. Something shows up and then we comment, something shows up. So we're, we're talking to the movie and the example I, uh, I think I was maybe gave, maybe didn't give, I don't know. But it's like, just if you watch a regular movie, you'll start talking to people in the movie, especially if it's a like really engaging or really seducing you into watching the movie. You, you see someone walking down a hallway in the dark and you say, don't go there. Don't go there. It says, look out there. Don't let them know they're going to jump out and get you. Don't you ever do that? You probably don't, but I know I do. So that's how I know about it. So we, and I'm saying, don't, don't, don't do that. And the process of, of say, of not doing that is to watch how you continue to add. Any of us continue to add on, put a little tether on that. So you don't jump right into the movie too quickly. Stay in the front row. Uh, don't, don't get on stage and start interacting with the actors in your mind trying to control, trying to succeed, trying to get better, trying to improve. This is all relative truth, not wrong. It's just relative and it is not the spiritual path. The spiritual path is much more difficult than that because the reference points start to come apart all over the place. The only reference point you have in the spiritual path and the path of the Mahayana is do good, don't do harm. And that's kind of up to you and uh, save all beings, put others before yourself, plus the 10, uh, prohibitory or grave precepts, which should be observed and not obeyed. You can read those. And then the, the, the uh, refuge vow. But the vow to be with all things is the Bodhisattva vow. That's the vow to be with all things, save all beings. Okay, I think we can close. Hi, my name is Sokaren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you.